Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. I'm your host, Gareth Rafferty, and this is Chapter 3, Episode 18. A huge thank you for listening. This episode is dedicated to my dad. And 10 years ago, yesterday, it was his 10th anniversary of his death. This episode is dedicated to that. The thoughts that went through my head and the feelings that I had along the way. It was a hard day for me, but I feel like I should share this with you guys. So that's where I'm going to start. So, a father, a dad, whatever you call your dad, it's one of the things that can never be replaced. It's that person that no matter how much you try or however much you hate them or love them, they're never going to be able to be replaced. And during my life, I've had plenty of opportunities to replace my parents, especially being in foster care and growing up with the struggles of that. Having parents that I didn't see every single day was difficult. And my dad, especially, I remember 10 years ago, whenever I used to see them, my parents, I mean, on the weekend, and we always used to go to this town called Bilston. And whenever we used to go, my dad would always wait in his little minibus. He would wait for my mom and my siblings to go shopping, my mum to get her hair done. And oftentimes I would wait with I would wait with him in this minibus. And during these times we often used to chat about how life was and how life was really bad at that point. And how we just wanted everything to improve. We wanted the foster carers that we were living with to improve. We wanted to see our parents more. And of course, it was just me and my dad in the minibus. He often said to me that he wanted to see us more and that things will be better. He always used to promise me that times were always going to get better and that it wouldn't always be this hard. And to somewhat, I agree. Times are better now than what they were. But how much do you need to lose in order to make times better for yourself? And over the past 10 years, I've had a lot of different thoughts about my dad dying on the 28th of March, 2010. And throughout this whole process, it's definitely been a learning journey for me. When he initially died, it took me a good while to process it. I was sitting on the stairs in my parents' house and some man I didn't know told me that my dad died a few days earlier. And 
for the first what felt like forever I just sat there and looked at him and I was like you're wrong and I remember getting up what felt like about 10 minutes later walking into the living room and seeing my younger brother Brandon he was sitting on the sofa and the first thing he said to me after he looked at me and I looked around the room he said to me dad is in the sky and I just smiled but I don't think I fully believed it and the truth is on the weeks after that after my dad's funeral I took a bit of a spiral if you will I went to see my mom a few weeks later and obviously I was about 11 at the time and I remember playing out on the grass outside the house and then I ended up keep kicking and screaming because I wanted to go and see my dad's grave but I wasn't allowed and that was one of the last times I saw my mum. On that day, when I was kicking and screaming, she was shouting at me to get inside the house. And it took about two people to pick me up and carry me into the house because I was determined that I wasn't going anywhere until I got to see my dad's grave, which at the time, it was only around the corner. And I'm not entirely sure why I couldn't see my dad's grave, to be honest. But during that whole corruption, if you will, my mom said something to me which has never gone out of my mind. She said to me, at 11 years old, that I was the reason that my dad died. And over the past 10 years, part of me has has wondered that maybe my dad is still alive. Maybe he just hated the situation so much that he had to fake his own death in order to get to a better place. And that in 10 years time, he was going to pop up and say, Gareth, I'm still here. And part of this was me being a creative child hoping for my dad to come back and part of this would have been me at my foster carer's house every time i went to my parents i used to watch out the car window so that i could learn the journey between my foster parents house and my parents house because one day i felt like i would have to make that journey myself that day never came I remember going to bed at my foster care's house previous to my dad dying and lying there and multiple nights in a row I would have dreams and at the time Harry Potter was my favourite character my favourite TV my favourite movie series my favourite everything so I always used to dream that one day I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would look out my window, go downstairs, and Harry Potter will be standing down 
in the garden with a broomstick waiting for me. And we were going to fly off into the sunset. And obviously that never happened. It would have been nice, but it never happened. Sometimes you have to face the difficulties that come with your life. And of course, 10 years, it's a long time, but it's not like I'm not going to have to relive this moment another six times over. And that, I find that crazy. Back to that minibus. When my dad and I used to sit in the minibus and he always used to talk about a better life. He was talking about my foster carers and the whole situation with being a foster care would be better and easier one day. And this was because at the time, we didn't really get on with our foster carers and we weren't comfortable telling anyone about how we were mistreated. And that did end up meaning that my sister didn't want to say anything. I had to put on the trousers, if you like. I had to make the hard decision and speak up about the problems that we were facing. And if it wasn't for my dad, then I might not have raised that And who knows where I will be right now. And so I owe him that. The truth is, in terms of mindset with my dad being gone, I've definitely been everywhere. I've 100% been through all of the stages of grief. I've been in denial. I've believed that he was honestly just faking his death and he would come back. And I've also been for the mindset that actually maybe everything is just one big play and that of course he's not really dead. Of course he's going to be coming back. But the truth is he's not. And Processing that for me took a lot. I also, yesterday, of course, being 10 years, it meant that it gave me time to reflect. And yesterday I spent a lot of my time by myself and I spent a lot of time going through my thoughts about how far I've came over the past 10 years. And just before I went to bed yesterday, I saw a quote, which I've seen a lot of times before, but yesterday it just hit me in a different way. It said that if you ever feel like quitting, look to why you started. And back then when I was 11, 10 years ago, I was just a young kid getting told that life will be better. But the truth is if you don't stand up and make the actions, Your life's never going to get better. You're always going to be in the same spiral of events. And it made me reflect on how far I've came. Being 10 years for a 21 year old 
10 years is almost half of my life. And that's something else I realized yesterday. Over the next six months to a year, it's going to go from my dad having his anniversary of his 10 years of him dying. It's going to go from that to him being dead for half of my life. And when we used to sit in that minibus and have conversations about life, there were no when near the types of conversations I could have now. And as I was sitting on my bed yesterday, I realized that there's conversations with my dad that I can never have. Things that I don't know and I'm never going to find out. For example, I have no idea what his favorite drink was, what his favorite color was. And I mentioned denial earlier on. And I think part of the reason that I always used to believe that he wasn't really gone was because whenever we were at their house, he always mentioned that he saw fairies in the garden. And I don't know whether that was me just being a kid, having a creative mind, or whether there's something a bit more. But I always used to believe him. I never doubted that he saw fairies in the garden. And the truth is, he could have just been slightly insane and crazy and a bit weird. Maybe he was making them up as part of the story. But I also feel like with my dad, whenever I used to see him, there was something missing for him. And the truth is, if I had to go back and ask him, did he enjoy his life and was he happy with his life? I honestly think the answer will be no. My dad was in his 60s when he died, which thinking about it, 60 is fairly young in comparison to the age people are living now. And so when I used to see him and we used to talk about things. On reflection yesterday, I realized there's a lot of conversations I could never have. Being an 11 year old, I couldn't really talk about jobs and careers because that's not where my head was at the time. Maybe it took me to go through all of these motions to realize that actually it's time to do you. Stop realizing that you need to compete with other people. Because the truth is, if you're trying to start a company and you're competing with everyone else, you're only going to make your life harder. The only person you should be competing with is yourself. And if you're not fully invested in something, then maybe, just maybe, it might not be the right thing for you. And that may be difficult because you may feel like, actually, this is right. The market opportunity is right. There's growth and it's all going well. But when it comes down to it, are you fully and wholefully enjoying what you are doing? And it's led me to a discussion with myself, which I've been having over the past few days as 
we led up to the 28th of March, which is maybe I should be creating more, putting a bit more effort into my LinkedIn videos, maybe even thinking about a comeback of YouTube. And the truth is, I don't know what I'm doing, but isn't that part of the joy of life? The decisions we make allow us to go down paths that we would never expect to go down because they spiral. Just like that person you met in the bar last week and you can become friends with over the next five years. You never know where a path is going to lead. And so making a short decision that may seem very easy to make in the short term could have a huge impact on your life in the long term. And so yesterday, obviously, I was thinking about the past 10 years, how far I've came, how far I've grown from being that 11-year-old kid just wanting to spend more time with his dad to now being a 21-year-old who spends a lot of time by himself. And it makes me wonder. 10 years ago, when I used to speak to my dad and I was in year six, I think it was at the time, in primary school, is this the person I wanted to become? Is this the person I even expected to become? And the truth is, when I was 11 years old, it was all fantasy for me. But maybe in the next 10 years, when I'm 31, which sounds extremely weird to say, but when I'm 31, will I look back to today when I make this podcast? Will I listen back to this podcast? This podcast, episode 18, chapter three, will I listen back to this individual podcast and see what I was talking about 10 years ago? Will I remember my goals and dreams and will I reflect again to see how far I've came? Of course, it's a sad topic to talk about. Not being able to have discussions with my dad, which seem insignificant if you would have them today. If my dad was still alive and I was having conversations with him today about doing a marketing intern or starting my own company, they're seemingly insignificant conversations. But actually, just the fact of having him around would be well, so much better. But the truth is, if I could bring him back in an instant, would that really change things? Would I be as resilient if he never left? Would I have made tough decisions? Would I be as driven? Would I be as creative? Would I be as business-minded? And I'm not sure what the answer to those questions will be. Being in foster care, there's a lot of questions that you have in your head. And part of that comes with a lot of unanswered questions. Answers which nobody can answer besides relatives. And if you're not in touch with your relatives or they've died, it makes it very, very difficult to get answers, which 
the truth is I, I probably won't get answers. And I just have to be okay with that. It's something that no one talks about, but actually being in foster care, it does leave you with a lot of questions. Questions which you can't just go to your social worker and ask. Questions which you have to go directly to the individuals. The truth is my life, my whole life could be a lie. And there could be a complete plot twist. And throughout the journey of my life, there has been plot twists. But now, as I'm 21, it just makes me wonder how I'm going to be over the next 10 years. How much is going to change? Over the past year alone, I've been faced with things which I never expected to be faced with. And I've stepped up to the mark a little bit more with siblings. But it all comes back to that quote which I mentioned earlier. When you feel like quitting, remember where you started. Why did I start? The main reason I started was because I wanted to make my dad proud. And oftentimes I wonder, have I made him proud? Have I done what he wanted me to do in terms of looking after my siblings? Have I met the expectations that were required? Is he happy that I'm starting a company or does he maybe think that's the wrong thing for me? Even more unanswered questions. And the truth is on this longingful search of wanting to be accepted and wanted, wanting to make my dad proud, I'm never going to know if I ever did it. So maybe my mindset needs to change. Where will I be in the next 10 years? For my own records, I'm now going to tell you where I would like to be in 10 years time. In terms of kids and marriage, I'm just not sure. It's not something that my mind can even process right now. In terms of career, I'd like to be living somewhere happy with what I'm doing and maybe even have a team by my side. It would really make me happy if I could be walking on stages and talking to people about my life, but also sharing my knowledge on subject specific topics like marketing and podcasting and LinkedIn. And I'd just like to be happy and I would like to be well-traveled. But I'd also like to be looking after my family, make sure my family are okay. In the next 10 years, um, I think my youngest brother will have finished. I think he would have finished university, which is insane. Over the next 10 years, there's going to be a lot of changes in a lot of decisions for my siblings. A lot of days where I'm going to be pulled to help them make decisions. But what if I don't have the right answers? 
All I can do is try. Who knows where I'm going to be in the next 10 years, but hopefully it's in a place where I'm happy. Hopefully it's in a place where I can look back at this podcast and think, wow, 20 years ago my dad died, but actually times are better. And hopefully I've changed my family's life for the better. I don't want anyone else in my family to go through struggles like I've had. It's tough. I'll be honest. I don't usually get emotional, but this was a topic I didn't just want to shy away from. It's a topic that no one knew on social media. And I wasn't going to post anything on social yesterday. And I toyed between the idea of making a video about the topic, whether I should not post anything. And in the end, when I saw the quote about quitting, I posted it at, well, late last night when I was in bed, just before I went to sleep. 10 years. Where will I be next? I really don't know. You don't have to have everything figured out. And there was something I wanted to close on, but it's not coming to mind. So I think I'm going to leave it. But thank you all for listening. It honestly means more to me than you will ever know. And here's to the next 10 years. The next 10 years of my journey, which you guys will probably come along with me. And if you want to come along with me on this journey, then feel free. You know where my social media is. It's always in the descriptions. But I hope this podcast has really opened your eyes to my life a little bit more. I don't usually talk emotionally. And so this has been a different podcast for me. and. It's allowed me to, instead of just speaking to myself, speak to someone. And even though you're not with me right now whilst I'm recording this at 8.20 in the morning on the 29th of March, it allows me to get my thoughts down as if I'm talking to someone directly, even though I might not get a direct response. But anyway, I've been talking for 20 minutes, I think. And so... I'll let you guys get on with the rest of your day. But a huge thank you all for listening. And here's to the next 10 years. Thank you so much for listening. And this has been episode 18, chapter three of the Building from the Bottom podcast. Thank you. And really, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again. Gareth.